millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Can I just say a special well word of thanks to everybody in Brooks Hotel where we're recording yes. this episode. It's a nice... Uh, Brooks Hotel in the centre of Dublin. Very reasonable rate. Brooks Hotel. On Drury Street. We're giving away one night at Brooks Hotel and one evening dinner. All you've got to do is the answer rumor. the question. N- Knock Basilica is in which county? Cork, Kerry or Mail? Name. Maura, over to you. Name the famous Tommy who sings at the Knock Basilica. <laughs> Is it Tommy Fleming? Tommy Tiernan or... Tommy Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Tommy Bow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so special thanks yeah, to them. Yeah, thanks and, Dan and everyone. And, uh, it's always yeah. nice. The, Tommy, like... Yeah, you can get used to hotels, man. Uh, I don't know. Do you? Yeah, but you what? I don't know. Hotels. Like, do you? What? No, I never get used is to them. Is it... You stay in shit ones. Yeah, but <laughs> I get... Good, I get good ones and then I get bad ones, don't yeah. I do, I do like, I don't like old-fashioned hotels, and I'm going to be straight up with you. When you say old-fashioned, what do you mean? I don't like when you can't open the window. That's not old-fashioned. Yeah, it is. It's a no, old-fashioned. A lot of these old, a lot of, not, 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 old not, not Brooks, now don't get me wrong. The old ones a lot of hotels, okay, let's lock it down with a screwdriver here, because yeah, nobody know. went out the window, and then there's a net curtain on it, and then, oh yeah, and the bed is about seven foot high, with 19 pillows, but then when the bed is made, they've got about 17 velvet cushions just to plump it all up. Stop, would you? Are you, can I ask you a personal question? Well, you can't ask me, but I might answer it. <laughs> when you don't need to be asking personal questions. Why not, Louisa? We're all like, go on. What is this? When you're when you're in the hotel, are you deeply uncomfortable? (laughs) Go on. Have you noticed about? I know you live on your own in a bungalow in the country, so (laughs) it mightn't. I know you and the beloved live on your own in a bungalow in the country, so it mightn't. It might. This mightn't be true of you. But I have. I'm like Porrick Flynn. I have many homes. (laughs) Um, Go on. Have you have you not thinking back on? Just spit it out, will you? Would you fucking wait? Wait for it. I'm waiting for this. I have to drag it out. Uh, have you noticed about yourself that when you are making love in hotel rooms that you you're make more noise than you do when you're at home? I'd say you'd make less noise in a hotel than you would at home because at home you're in the countryside. Nobody can hear your screams. <laughs> <laughs> Get off me! Get off me! <laughs> Yeah, uh, in a hotel, obviously, be a little Sc- bit more conscious. Screams from an Irish bungalow. Be a little um, bit more conscious. Are you hotel. more um, 
are you more up for making love in hotel rooms than you would be at home? No need to make everything so bloody. Is personal. it the sh- is it is it the new yeah, sheets? Is it the fresh and the, crisp- know, the, the crispiness? Nice. Yeah. What? Is it like the loads of hot talking water. to you, Larisha? It's like having a conversation with a fucking handball alley. They just <laughs> your words just keep Why bouncing you, back. What, what? How's that going to improve your day by knowing whether I like making love in a hotel or not? No, in general, like in gen- I'm you, talking about in general, human. just the bed, the, the crispy bed sheets. The how are you? Do you men? No, sorry, uh, sorry. I'll rephrase this. Are men more inclined and more hornier when they're in a hotel room than they are when they're at home in their own beds? I don't think so. I think that uh, we're just, you'd be keeping an eye on the filly. And uh, you just, you'd notice that she's a bit more kind of, the filly might be a bit more at Giddy. ease and under less pressure. Because when, you know, when, when the, the situation. Well, there's other people at home, that's maybe when that's you go to a. Exactly. So now, you see, the other thing is if you're, if you go to hotels regularly. Yes. And you spend a lot of time there. Is there yes. any excitement in going to a hotel? I mean, is there that like? I don't well, think it's a refuge. Yeah, it's I think refuge. Irish people will always be there. Be a little bit of excitement in Irish people getting to a hotel. Like when you think about it, it's incredible. This so Brooks is located right in the city centre in Drury, Brilliant. In Drury in Street. Like I would, I'd walk out of the door, and I'm in the middle of the busiest part of the country. Yeah, there are hundreds, sometimes thousands of people. It's a huge commercial areas loads of shopping it's business it's everybody looking at everybody it's a frantic atmosphere of socialization and i know that if i just take three or four steps in this direction i can get into a bed yeah that's the mm. great thing about hotels mm. that, that that in the middle of the city a, in a, a refuge there's a bed for you i'd yeah. love close to. the door and, and just silence yes I'd i like getting into bed in the afternoon in the nip. Nice, Tommy. You're embracing the, the nipness. And just spread Sp- and sprawling. Feel, That's the word we use. In a very non-sexual way, Larita. Just feel the freshness of the sheets on me gonads oh, and me soft lad. Lovely. And me belly. Are you in the nip now? I'm in the nip. And sometimes I might like roll over onto my stomach to have a snooze before the show and I'd feel that. Do you know the, the sheet gently settles on your back mm. and on your bottom I can add for Lenore or chocolate and I just I love that I love that but and do you not hate when the bed sheets are like bolted in around the edge of the I have to kick them with my feet that. you have at to the pull bottom. them out wreck the bed first before you get into it um, but do you feel I, I'd love to actually have somebody on here like a, a hotel manager or somebody oh, yeah. come in here oh, yeah. some of the filth they have to find tell in the us about the filth and, and the, the shenanigans stuff. and the like mentalness. As the fella on. said, the shit in the sheets. Did they? <laughs> I'd say there was a fair amount of that now. And but I would love to. What's the weirdest? The the like maybe people that are listening <laughs> no, that are uh, hotel I, managers might let us know. What's the weirdest thing that you could find <clears throat> in a hotel? I told you about the time I found the two a body uh, in the wardrobe. The, the weirdest thing you found the vibrator oh, found, in the south of England. I yeah. found two. Uh, what do you call those? Nuns. What would you call a thing that has drugs in it? A cigarette, but it's a, a joint. A joint. A two jo- joints. A, a drugs well in, what, do well call, what do you call drugs in a cigarette? Two, I, a joint. I found two joints. In a little plastic container in the mini bar of a hotel once. Wow. Did um, you leave them or take them with you? Can't remember. Can't. You're so fucking secretive. What, what way were you reared in Mayo that you're so afraid to share personal details for fear of... Did you put them... Is it the fear that... I must have told you the story of this when, as you know, the Tiernan's a great Mayo family. Yes. Right. And uh, You just say nothing. There's no need to be telling people your business. 
But th- that's see, th- th- that, that's a Mayo thing. That's there, a Mayo though. thing. So what happened was, um, our my great, I think my great great grandfather, he they moved from Lewisburg down to Kilmain, and they got a dose of TB. And the TB was, uh, it kind of, it hurt everybody in the house. Like it just, it, it got into the, it got into the rooms and the walls and everybody suffered from it. And a, a good lot of them died. This would be, this would have been my grandfather's family, his brothers and sisters. <clears throat> and then they decided to move from Kilmain. I'm getting the name, it was near Shrewl. Uh, Kilmain is near Shrew. Yeah, but they moved. They, so they moved from Kilmain to another place near Shrew. I can't remember the name of the parish. Um, and when they left, the parish priest in Kilmain stood up at mass and said to the congregation, "So the Tyrans have gone. The Tyrans have left one parish and moved to, to another." The next parish, yeah. And the parish fucking priest stood up at mass. He may as well have been on the fucking late late at mass, and he declared to the congregation. The source of the infection is gone. Now, mm. so so were they forced to move? No, they moved it of their own accord. They just they they, they I guess they may, might have felt that the house was cursed, uh, cursed, and they got a farm in the <coughs> next parish and kind of stuff. So, what's interesting to me is that I was either on radio or on television, and I told that story, and I was contacted. Now, this would have happened. In the sixties? N- no, Jesus, no. So, just let me. So, my father was born in forty-one. So it was thirties, twenty. So it would have been his when his father was a child. So you're talking. Well, TB was rampant so, so in the, the west of Ireland. So the yeah. turn of the century, maybe. So you're talking about over 120, 100 and fucking twenty years ago. And I told that story that I've just told you on radio or television. And I was contacted. I was contacted by a Mayo relation of mine who said to me, you're not to be telling them stories on the national airwaves. You're only giving ammunition to our enemies. <laughs> yeah, I so, understand them. So that's a Ma- that is a Mayo thing for sure. Oh, yeah. You just keep... Keep your mouth shut. You, you'd be afraid of what other people would be thinking of you. You'd be afraid of giving people information that might... Because I don't think... Now, it's probably in other counties... But it's just interesting that you would say that, and then I remembered this book in my own. Because I, I've never come across that in, in Mead, that kind of. Sorry, there sounds like there's an animal in here. It's the wind outside, Larissa. There's no, there's no animal in here. Okay, sorry. Anyway, it's I just thought there yeah, might be someone listening to us. Or something was that person in any way related to you? Yeah, one of my relations, I said. A male so, relation. So they're still circling the wagons all these years later. Just, there's no need to be... Sp- like, your, informa- your personal business is your personal business and there's no need to be hanging your laundry out in public or whatever they call it. But there's no, but there's no need to be ashamed of your laundry, Lisa. Yeah. I would sometimes... You know, I think that's part. Yeah, well, maybe would, you should take a leaf out of your relations book and keep some of that stuff that you'd be no, saying to yourself. I love, I love showing me laundry to the neighbours. And to anybody who wants to look at it. And the boxers. And the boxers and the tongs. Like, <clears throat> there's no... St- and the semen-stained pyjamas. We're all human. <laughs> We're all human, Larita. Yeah. Share the stories. Break down the barriers. Yeah, maybe the next generation. But is there is there something in the DNA of the West of Ireland people compared to the rest of the country where they just... It's country living, you see. 
Yeah, but we we grew up in the countryside in Navan. You know, there was always this Navin thing is of, the countryside. You know, it was always this thing of, oh, if if someone else <clears throat> had a bit more land than the others, it would be like kind of boastful and you'd be just keeping stuff on the down low. Some people in families don't like when you... Share. Share. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure we all share and overshare on this podcast. It's not like I'm here. I what do you mean? You never say nothing about yourself. You tell us absolutely. No, I tell you no. I told you, I tell you more than I need you to tell you. You know more about my no. family and all the aunties yeah. and uncles What and do everything. you want to know? It's tell us. boring stuff. Tell us interesting stuff. Who's got a berry? Do you shout when you, when you let go yourself? <laughs> Are you a screamer? I can't be telling you that. There's no need for you to know. It's better for your own imagination I, to I have it your you, own I, way. I'll tell you what I shout when I come. What? Do, no. You say, you've already told us. You don't need to tell us again. Keep it to yourself. There's absolutely, you're no benefit to society passing on that sort of stuff. You probably say a decade of the rosary. You're no, so I gone don't. so holy now. No, Jesus I, Christo! No, what I say is, do you remember when uh, Andy Gray was commentating on Liverpool versus Olympiacos and Stephen Gerrard scored the goal to send them through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League? That's what I shout when I come. What? What a hit, son! What a hit! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching something last night called George and Tammy, George Jones and Tammy Wynette, because my country music, you know, interests yep. are... I, I don't know if you've watched. Yes. Started watching it on Paramount. It's called George and Tammy. Yeah. And I, I, Jesus Christ, Tammy Wynette's some woman. She was married five times. Mm. She must have married every man she got to know. Was she a huge star? Tammy Wynette, yeah. And she, sing, she sang a song called D-I-V-O-R-C-E Convenient song for a woman that did divorce about five times. And George, You sound like you're judging her there on that. No, I'm not. I'm interested. I was talking the other day on the podcast about, you know, somebody meeting someone and how almost you think impossible it is to meet someone and spend the rest of your life with them when there's so many people in the world. Yeah, but you I'm might interested in her that, now. She, had five, she got married five times. What? But living with someone the rest of your life is not that hard because you mightn't live that long. Do you know? Yeah, but it's only time. Wasn't there great excitement in the sixties and all them? They did. They had no inhibition. And who did she marry? Who did she marry? Drugs. They were drinking. They were having sex with everyone. They were getting uh, married. They didn't give a fuck on about being married. They were on the road. They. She. Well, she, one of the people she married was George. She married and was there George any George. abuse or any violence or anything? Did they ever go sure pear shaped? All that kind of. It was weird. Tina Turner had an awful bad time as well, didn't she? Would maybe I? we sh- maybe. W- do you think it was worse in the 60s than it is now? And do you think like there was? You know, like they're always saying about the drugs and the sex, the rock and roll, all that in the 60s. Is it more, is it as bad now or is it less? I think it was a magnificent time, the 60s. I'd love to be. I was what do just, you mean, Richard, are, are there more drugs? Sex and rock and roll. Like is sex and drugs and all of that now more um, accepted? Are they? I don't know. I, I, I leave me cock at home when I'm going on the road. I'm, you're, you're looking at a mannequin here. I have a look. I have a detachable. <laughs> screw off, screw on. Uh, uh, you have a strap on, have you? Yeah, no detachable gonads. Look at <laughs> gonads. The sixties were they say sex, drugs, and rock and roll. All them eras, the punk movement, the apartheid thing, the nuclear. Like there was all these things that happened. I just think we're getting too bland now. There's no, Are we all too there's no sex, serious? drugs, and rock and roll. Nobody steps out of line, rock and roll wise. It's, it's a all big manufactured. If happens, Imagine right? if you're back in the sixties in Woodstock or back in the height of the sixties, Flower Power, where ganja and free love was everywhere. It must have been magnificent. Yeah. Must have been magnificent. What's magnificent now? What what thing is happening around the world now that we go, wow, I was part of that. You can't have any I was part of that movement. 
I was part of the punk movement that used to hang around fucking Stevens Green with, with the, the, the Golden Horde and Dublin in the late 80s when everyone had a Mohican and Doc Martens and skinheads and punks yeah. because they loved a certain type of music. But you can't have any now, crack now. we're all bland. No, we're, we're all boring. We're taking what, things too What movement too are we part of now? Dressing up as scars when we were younger. People in Navan who had fucking Mohicans, we thought they were the coolest dudes ever. There's no movements no. anymore. And when Everyone's you do step out of line, it's all, fucking look at your man, look at her, look at him. They're fucking weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, There's yes. no movement. We're, Hector, we're part of the crazy outlet movement. No, you're, you're gone past Well, there's the a movement we could start. The no, crazy you're gone. outlets. The crazy outlets. The crazy outlets. Just outlets who don't give a fuck. Fascinated with their own sphincters and... And, and you know, play fucking You'd be music. the fucking chairman of the board there, I can tell you that, Tommy, for sure. But Larita, meetings once a what week. movements are out there now? What movement are you part of? Are we part of? We're not, there's nothing no. happening out there. I wish I could go on today with Dahi and Maura and just start a movement of sphincter acceptance and... Appreciation appre- club. The sphincter appreciation society. I don't society. know where it's come from. Do you know what I mean? It's deep in your bowels. And you, can do it, and you, can, you can clench and unclench your sphincter and no one need know about it. And you're just... <laughs> I've actually like and you just be I'd be sitting at mass does your sphincter talk to you I'd be sitting at mass or at a parent teacher meeting and uh, you're just playing away with your sphincter I would just be clenching and unclenching getting little sphincter buzzes while they're telling me about how um, much homework one of my kids is doing or not doing you missed out big time when you were in your late 30s Tommy not to become a drug smuggler and get stuff put into your sphincter and get it removed at different times I, look, these are look. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, these are things you should keep to yourself. The sphincter. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Oversharing. There's a great, like at least I'll never be, um, you know, uh, convicted of oversharing. You, on the other hand. We're living in a golden, uh, we're on the things that we are living in. And I know for a fact we're living in a golden era. Because what I saw. What does the, that mean? We're living in a golden era, one of particular course. thing. And there's a movement happening. And I saw it in the All-Ireland Junior Club semi-final when Fossa from Kerry beat Castletown from Mead. And as the young lad left the pitch, about 250 kids swarmed him like Cucullin. And I was blown away by the image of that that was happening on the pitch as David Clifford was swarmed by hundreds of... the opposite side of his sphincter. Hundreds of young people. And I'm going, there's Cucullin in the flesh. There's a Christy ring in He's the flesh. He's a superhero. There is a superhero that is in front of my eyes and look at the adulation he's getting on a pitch in Port Leash on a Sunday in the middle of winter and hundreds of kids around them, not 10 or 20, hundreds idolising him and trying to get close to him. I love that and he doesn't that care man, about any of it. He just that loves man him. is just, I think it's, forget about Sky and we love United and we love Liverpool and all that. Forget about it. What we're witnessing at the moment with Clifford is just there should be, there will be a statue of him because he's a player of all generations, possibly the greatest GA player ever to take a ball in his hand. Now I'm going to say that, and maybe you'll have your own opinion. But what I saw then when those kids, Tommy, you've never seen anything like it. You couldn't see the pitch with kids trying to get close to him. Amazing, amazing, fucking amazing. What's happening there? And he's an unassuming man. Player of the year in the All Player of the year, senior man of the match in the All Ireland final, man of the match in the All Ireland junior. Won the All Ireland, won the league, wins everything. Is he a tall man? He's six foot three four. or four. He's and big. also, what's hilarious Tommy. about Kerry, he must have about three county medals because he won a county medal for junior. And then they Would you like to meet him, Hector? I've never met him. Would you like to? I'd, I'd just shake his hand. I met a couple of the Kerry footballers on the way to Mauritius, but Clifford wasn't on the plane because okay. he was still with Fossa. But 
What would you say to there's him? There's a picture of him hold and Toddy. There's what a pi- would you say to him, Hector? I don't know, but there's the a picture. around me, David. There's Just a, hold me. Look at my muscles. I'd David, say, I've got yeah. muscles and they're bigger than yours. No, Bernard yeah. Brogan said you're... Spoon me, David. Strong, Hector. Spoon me. Remember what Bernard Brogan said to me. I remember what his brother said to me about it. He was laughing about the two E. Right. Clifford, if I met Clifford... Hold me, David. Where would I have met him? Would I meet hold him? In prison. Me. No, if I met him It'd in a like foyer, if I met him on the street, I would go up you'd to him. You'd be looking at, you'd be all nervous, would you? I'd say, David, can I get a hug? And you could say, it's going to, it'll look. And we just hold, clench, clench, yeah. clench. But I think you'd, you'd probably turn your back into him. I would so put my head at the side <laughs> of his and nuzzle into his earlobe and just go, David, keep doing Spoon what you're me. doing. Spoon keep me, doing David. what you're doing. Uh, there's a picture of him and Pawdy, I think it was for the club championship, and the two of them are in their sitting room and they have it. It's beautifully done and they've Photoshopped. all the trophies, the trophies, the trophies, the trophies, the trophies that they've won. And they've done the same with TJ Reid and the Bison Ballyale. Like, they're golden. We're living in a golden era. Don't tell anyone about it. No, but David Clifford is the greatest player he's a mo- he's ever a movement, to he? take the ball. And all the greats that have gone. All the, has he, he has, all the greats of Mead has he in Dublin. like he's about to jump up off the chair. Has he, he's has, among us. Yeah, but has he's he achieved, walking among us, has Father. Has he achieved the greatness yet? Yes, he has. What could, else could you Tommy, achieve? he's walking and among us as that. one of our own. Okay, so... I, 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 he won I, an All-Ireland minor medal. This yeah. young lad is... Something okay. like three, he's down four in his... goals and four points in the All-Ireland This final. young lad is probably in Dingle now at the moment ordering a coffee. He's walking amongst us. He's here. He's not, it's not, and he's, he's I real. hope he fulfills his potential, is what I'm saying. He too. has it already fulfilled. Tommy. He's only won one All-Ireland. What are you talking about? He's Tommy. won, an, an, he, he won a minor w- All-Ireland. He's won a club All-Ireland. He's won he's he's won player a, he's, of the year. He's player of the year. Oh, he's he's the won great. an All-Ireland. He's like, you can only do so much in one year. Like. Unbelievable. So, so, so we, let's, let's meet again. four years Let's meet again in 10 years' time. What is greatness what to won. you in, GA, in sport? Greatness to me in sport, I like. I'd be more. Well, is that what uh, you like? Though? Is it trophies? Is great for you? Do you want trophies? No, I know. No, no. George from, Best from, didn't win from, many trophies. It's memories. Oh. And so, I'd I'd have an awful soft spot for George Best. Okay. No, but we're talking about Gaelic. No, we're talking about greatness. Why are you so he's angry? I haven't angry. We'll, we'll come back to Gaelic in a second here. And I have a greatness. And sport. I have an awful soft spot for Alex Higgins. Yes. Genius. I have an awful because Alex was kind of he played the game like it was a game not like it was a sport he approached the table and he says what can I do here that's inventive and creative and magical and slightly mental I have an awful the most moving sporting thing I've ever seen was Cathy Freeman win the 400 metres at the Sydney Olympics I, I, I wept like who I remember she from? Like Mary Magdalene. She was an Australian Aboriginal. An Aboriginal woman. Uh, who, who defied all the And the odds. pressure on her to win was... In Sydney. Oh, it was just moving. I'd Apart from her now, you've a penchant for... So hang on, let me go on. So that's three. So George Best, Alex Higgins, Cathy yes. Freeman. I would have a huge grow for, let me see. Venus for, Williams for in Joe our For Joe Canning, obviously. Like, something, yeah. about, something about Joe that I like. Uh, Jack O'Shea. Something about Jack O'Shea. Magnificent like, midfielder. C- Cullum. An officer's back for Cullum O'Rourke. Uh, Graham. Trevor. No, I don't know. They're like... Uh, Johnny Morta in his prime in the saddle. Johnny. No. I, think I'm a, I think I'm attracted to Mavericks. Yeah. I think I'm attracted to people who... In terms of hey. sport, who aren't like the others. And who are a bit... They I might, know that. They mightn't win stuff. But I know that. There's something... I think I think he, I think he's. You seem to like the ones that have 
They're all flawed. He likes flawed. He likes flawed. flawed. He likes flawed. He had Freud a couple of weeks ago. You like flawed people. Pretty pretty boy flawed. Like like all the fellas that couldn't sustain. I will get you some clips of Clifford, and and he comes across. I've seen him. I think he comes across brilliant. In the incredible. But when I saw those hundreds of kids flocking onto the pitch, and he there, and he spent half an hour with as much signatures and autographs and everything he could do, we are living. Does he have a day job? I don't know what Clifford does. Well, he, he plays. He plays um, Sigerson for UL or well, did he's last. A, he's year a college so. boy. He must be in college. Those sporting moments, those things that you're saying, like yeah, for me, one of the great sporting things that that just took my breath away, and I got goosebumps and the hair rose on the back of my head, was when I was down in New Zealand and the first game of the All Blacks against the Lions, 2005. Brian O'Driscoll was the Irish captain, just being voted Player of the Year. He was the, the, the warrior from the Northern Hemisphere, Arku Cullen, who was going down to take on the Maoris in their home. The whole world was watching it up here and the All Blacks comes to a standstill. It's like All-Ireland Final Day around Croke Park. Quiet, except for the roar of the stadium. 80,000 people in Wellington. And we're all in the stadium and three minutes into the, sta- into the match, Tana Umaga and Kevin Mayalamu grab O'Driscoll underneath on each leg lift him six foot in the air and slammed him into the ground mm. in a spear tackle yes. and the stadium just went <gasps> and O'Driscoll lay there Yes. and the Irish warrior the captain of the Lions was taken out of the match within two minutes his tour was over busted shoulder and I'd never seen anything like the ferocity I can hear the crunches of the all black tackles in the crunch and in the tackle it's like the impact and I'd never witnessed the ferocity of the All Blacks up front taking on the Lions and to be in that stadium on that moment when Brian O'Driscoll who was supposed to going to have a great tour was gone he was in a hospital 45 minutes later madness sport is madness isn't it but what 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 you started off that by saying it was a great sporting moment. Yeah. yeah. And then that's, it got that's an assault. Shoulder, yeah, <laughs> no, but that it was being that stadium at that time. You mean the noise? Yeah, everything about the atmosphere, but then that was moment. The, was there anger amongst the fans? That moment where the captain is gone. But was there anger? Of course there's anger. It's just it's, it was just so What do people do? How do they express their anger? It was just it was, it was just it was, look it was What did the, the New atmosphere Zealand was ones fraught. Think? But there's just the, the assault of the Maoris on the best player on the pitch from the Northern Hemisphere. And he was Irish. And he was our best player. And he was gone. But what Take, happened then, Hector? Taken out. What happened then? Then the All Blacks just fucking took over the match and just blitzed us. But, but did it feel grossly unfair? Of course it was. I went on national radio in New Zealand the next day fucking trying to defend it. And you wonder, it was like... Trying to defend, defend it. it? Defend No, trying to defend... The, the, that Brian O'Driscoll that these boys should be suspended trying to attack you mean no I'm, I'm defend. they were going they were defending uh, yes. confused now we're getting you were confused. attacking I was attacking them and they were going what's wrong it was only a tackle I said it was a spear tackle it was an absolute well, disgrace they, sure they got Tanu Umaga and the whole enough. lot of them they did him he's em. not a fucking javelin he's a man they did him yes. they took him out of it but just yes. to be there in that stadium on that particular moment but did they moment. not get dealt with at the time no Umaga played the rest of the tour Bad bastards. Mad. It was just... And Brian O'Driscoll, his tour was over. So I was there... Did you ever meet the Yamagas and the Tamalamas? Um, no, no, no. never met them. But I met Brian O'Driscoll then in the pub about a week later and he in the shoulder. And that's where we came up with the song. Uh, what's the start of Ireland's call? Come the day and call the hour. Come the... Uh, Richard, Richard Cooper, we came up with a thing and it goes... Uh, 
What's the chorus of Ireland's call? Ireland, Ireland. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Ireland. Oh, Ireland. No, we said, Ireland, together standing tall. Uma, shoulder. shoulder to shoulder. Oh, you never called. Because he never called him to say sorry for what he did for smashing his shoulder. And I'll hold that against Tarn Umaga forever. The captain of the oh, All Blacks all took out Brian O'Driscoll. Anyway, that was just, uh, it was just a moment in, in sport. Well, I'm curious as to what the, the feeling in the stadium was. The stadium was fraught with fucking tension and rivalry and atmosphere. The Lions supporters. They took all the crack out of it when they yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah, but it was just that the best player on the pitch is gone. Yeah. Now he's been carted off on a fucking stretcher. And was, was Brian himself, when you met him 10 days later, was he... He was... Human or was he settled? He was settled. He had, had a couple of drinks with him and he was just pissed off. Roy Keane said a very interesting thing to me once upon a time. He says, when momentum is going against you in a match, and you also, we've all seen it where yeah. in a sporting occasion where one team just has... And it's almost like the other team has to endure it until it naturally fades away. Yeah. But Keane said a really fascinating thing to me. He said, when that's happening, and he would know, he would have noticed it as a player, he said, okay, this team now, they're in the ascendancy. They are... Momentum is th- rising. You said, need to break it, do you? you? You said you break the momentum with something dramatic. Yeah, what like? You can't wait until it fades away of its own accord because the match might be beyond you. Crowd are getting behind them. Yeah. He said, you've got to do something. Foul someone. You have got to Injure fucking... Injure them. You have got to... You have got to you have got to be the Moses parting the Red Sea. You have got to be the man who stands against the crowd and does something fucking huge that changes the momentum. And for him, he was saying at the time, it could be a tackle. Yeah. You could just you deliberately go and you say, I am going it's to a send yellow card this all day long. fucker spinning through space. Because that's the only way to change the dynamic of the situation. Yes. Mm. And I'm wondering in that rugby match. What, what they knew what it's could Tom, have been Tommy, done. Tommy. What could have been done after that, Hector? What could have been done? I think, the rest, I think the rest of the lines were in shock. I think yes. the, feet, the island rose to their feet because the All Blacks, you're dealing with the tradition of the Brits. They considered the Lions to be the Brits but with coming the down to the crowd. South Island, to the Commonwealth, to the island where the Brits took over. The island. The island. It's, it, they don't, you know, obviously the Scottish men, Scotsmen, Welsh, Irishmen involved with the Lions, but they consider the Lions to be the English Empire yes. coming down again to impose themselves on their colony in the South Seas. And that's the feeling that was in there. But they're fucking, uh, not, apart from the Maoris, white people in New Zealand are mad for English shit. They do nothing but watch fucking Michael McIntyre spinning the wheel <laughs> and fucking catchphrase and spin the f- shit. And, oh, they <laughs> Is don't it all English Dude, program? It's, EastEnders it's, and Coronation it's, Street. Oh, they're fucking mad for that. They're still sucking on the Commonwealth tit down there. This It's a surrogate culture. It's, it's not real. It's like Australia and it's Canada. It's interesting, isn't it? You get countries like that, um, America less so, but you get countries like that who are, they are they're civilizations built upon another culture. And the less that the civilization recognizes the other culture, the more fake the civilization yeah. is. New Zealand is different because they are the only ones who are have made an absolute effort to amalgamate their Maori past yes. with their... Uh, uh, colonization past, um, but Australia hasn't. Australia does. Uh, Canada Australia hasn't. Australia is a mix, a mix you know what I mean? bag. They're still, but they're fucking. One thing I noticed about Australia and uh, New Zealand, mad for English shit. Fucking mad. It's funny. And the way I noticed it was through stand-ups. So if you're a, so, so myself and Michael McIntyre are going out to do a tour of Australia at the same time. 
In terms of standard wise, okay, there'd be no, there wouldn't be a fierce amount of difference between me and Michael in terms of you know quality of show. It's it's a thing of taste, mm. you know. Michael is is a brilliantly funny comic. I mean, he told me one of the funniest stories I'd ever heard, where about he he was driving uh, to a gig one time, and he stopped in to go for a piss in one of these uh, lay-by fucking restaurants, and uh, a fella came in. So Michael was up one end of the urinal and a fella came in at the end of the other other end of the urinal. But the fella had a kid with him. But Michael didn't see the kid. Michael thought it was just the two of them having a piss. So <laughs> Michael's pissing away. And then he hears your man say, now shake it. <laughs> and he was talking to the kid, but Michael thought he was talking to him. So Michael, Michael just shook it. Anyway, he's a, fu- he's a funny, funny man. Yeah, yeah. But, so the two of us are going down to Australia at the same time. Okay. Michael is on television in England. Uh, yeah, BBC or whatever he's on. It's on loads of different shows yeah. over there, right? He was playing to 15 and 20,000 people a night. Because they were watching him. Because they all watch English television yeah. in Australia. So I don't buy this yeah, shit yeah. into, oh, we're anti-English, they're coming down to take... They fucking love all that soft, pale, white... English bullshit. They're House hunters in the sun. They're sucking the tits oh, out the of tits. English culture. So they're, 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 yeah, they're surrogates. So, yeah. so, but the married thing is like, so I would have uh, nieces and nephews who are Kiwis, and I would have my sister and my brother are living over there. And so the kids would say stuff like they would, um, they would sing. A Maori song in school every morning. Yes, the New Zealand national anthem has Maori bits in it, mm. and it's really they're par- they're really trying to come to terms with yeah. their culture more you know? so than Australia. I'd oh, say. more so. Australia, Australia is a mixed fucking. I think Australia are embarrassed about the way they've treated the Aborigines. They've no love. They've not no respect. Fucking, they don't know how to go no. back and, and it, repair the it's past. A culture built on blood. Repair and, and until you recognise the massacre, nothing moves forward. Give me that moment then in sport, or what he's we're, we're coming around now. Mine was Higgins drinking Higgins, yeah, Higgins drinking vodka. But Higgins was remember afraid. Higgins, he was drinking vodka. He <laughs> lost, take his water. He lost a match in the Benson and the Hedges Masters. Smoking, he stayed, stayed drinking. They can shove this game up your jacks. I'm not playing. That's a bit of Sean Connery. It's a bit more like that, Daniel. O'Donnell. Give us a bit of Belfast. Belfast, they can shove yeah. this game up your jacks. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> you, I've made this game. I've made this game. This is and, and this is the. They can shove this game up their jacks. You won't be fine. Benson and Edges, nineteen eighty-two, with the big collar on him. You won't be. You the fucking won't be velvet mean, shirt. Me no more. And he had butted a ref and took a piss in a fucking pot plant. Uh, oh, shove this up their jacks. Great sport, no oh, real Irishness. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. How do you feel about loyalty? How important is it to you? Oof. Yeah, loyalty. <clears throat> Do you ever get tested on loyalty? I Does it ever come up where your loyalty is... Has been faltered. We have to make a stand. Mm. Yes. It has? Yes. And and can you describe the situation just? Without and I, any and legal I also, ramifications? I, I also was... I, I just... I cannot... Und- it's a big thing for me mm. to have people in your life that are loyal. To oh yeah, very important. How does it manifest oh. though, loyalty? I was always lucky to have my best friend was fully loyal to me, always was, always will. And, 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 and she taught me how to be loyal to her as well. And like I learned from that. But it's such an important thing for, for me. I hate it, when you see people or you meet people. Scattering and they talk, like the wind. And they talk about their, their, their friends or the people that are close to them. So willy nilly and so like, oh, but they're not real friends. How many loyal friends have you? I, I, I would have. A, I would count myself very fortunate that I would have a very solid fan base. Fan base, a How very many? solid group. But not, would you? Would you have five loyal? Would you have five loyal lieutenants? Loyalists. I'd say I'd have eight. Eight loyals. Jeez, that's a fucking. That's uh, a lot. It's a netball team. Plus the manager. That's a fair. That's Hands a great. Ups. That's a great. That's a great barrage of friends barrage. to have. Nigel Barrage. <laughs> <laughs> that's a brilliant. That's a brilliant brood of friends to have. Eight. Anyway, loyals. I don't know Eight about that. Friends. I don't know about that I because I can only one. talk Jesus. for myself, right? But me, I would be like I am loyal to people. And a loyal means what? That's Give a terrorist me. organization. Eight. That's a lot, Lisa. It's full Lisa. These are people that are there for oh, you. I, Morning, I noon, and night. I like you just you stand up for people when you when you see Tommy, and, Tommy, and you can be to your detriment Tommy, too because you can be you can be loyal to someone and you cannot get it back. And exactly, that's fine. You've yes. just stick Tommy. To would you have loyal people to stand by you? I tell you what, it, it, it struck me um, recently uh, <laughs> is that uh, when I it's a weird one when I get the support of my father. I don't need anything else in the world. And even though I'm 53 years of age, there's something about that relationship where I kind of feel as if, so I kind of sometimes think, so I, I go out in the world and I'm a, a public figure and I, um, I engage with the public and I try and entertain them because I'm kind of looking for something. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking for... Some sort of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not appreciation or uh, interaction. No, some no. kind of um, what's the word? Approval. Approval or something like that. I'm, I'm looking for something, some validation mm. okay. from the public. 
in a weird way. It's always kind of, you know, you're, it's always there. And any time that my father has kind of uh, has said to me, don't worry about that, Tom. You didn't do anything wrong there. Or I wouldn't worry about that, Tom. They're only, you know, uh, I've, that, that need for public approval disappears. Yeah, yeah. It just goes, goes in a fucking instant. And it's almost like... Well, that's the I, loyalty, you see. I that's don't need anything from anybody else yeah. once I have it's my father's validation. Mm. But isn't it an odd, like, I, you know... So well, that's because you I, judge, you, you, you hold his character in high regard. Yes. You know that he's loyal. Or his wisdom. And he'd I'd, be quick to say to you the opposite. No, no, no. I, no, no. It's, it has nothing to do with his personal attributes. It has everything to do with the genetic... Uh, role that a father plays in a son's life. It has nothing to do with his personality at all. It's to do yeah, with... Yeah, but it's his relationship it, with you. Yeah, but it's, not, it's not, nothing to do with his wisdom. It's nothing to do with his perception. It's nothing to it's do father, with... Sons. It's father, son's. Yeah, father. but you trust him and it's his... Yeah, but it's not it's, it, it, it's not personal. It's a it's the placement it's, of a father and a son. Father. It's the father saying to father the son... Father figure. He said, you are my son in whom I am well pleased. Now that's a... I think God's oh, I Jesus bet he, as well. I yes, bet he did. Yes, yes. Sure not, no, at, at the baptism of the River Jordan. Um, <laughs> I think. You are my son of whom I am in, well. In I'm, I'm going to well. say that to the lads when I pick them outside <laughs> the summer field. <laughs> you are my sons and all of your friends of who I am well pleased. Who am I bringing home tonight? Um, so that was interesting Tommy, to me. Tommy, that, but that's nice. That, 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 I, that I don't need anything from anybody. Now, there must have been something that I didn't get it. Or didn't feel as if I had it for years and years. For you dec- may, or you, maybe you didn't understand it for decades. You know what I mean? Uh, because I because I am somebody who went out into the public square saying, "Look at me! Can I entertain you for your love?" Um, <laughs> but I don't think uh, it's like. Well, I'm just, I'm just yes. you know, I'm trying to think abstractly about it here. Yeah. But uh, when my dad stands behind me. It's kind of like I don't need anybody else. Mm. Um, Fucking need anybody else. And has that happened, would you say that's happened a couple of times in the last 10 years? Or is it once in a blue moon when it when he doesn't say much, but when he did, you know what I mean? It's blue moon. It's blue moon yes. stuff. But yeah. it's so powerful. When and it has it happened recently? It. Uh, uh, did you find that recently? It has it, happened recently, and yeah. It, and, it was, and, it, and, it, and it gave you a little solace. You said it was more oh, than that. It gave me canava in me bone, in oh, me flesh. It, gave, it, I was reboned. There you go. I was standing strong, as nice you know, as like, we have this great thing in common, Rita, that we're both Mayo people. Um, that I was and just, I was just a strong Mayo person. I knew who I was. I was part Knav of drummer. I was, I was part of the Tiernan tribe. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's a, that's, that's nice. That's in, so in terms of but, loyalty, but, that but was there's a beautiful thing there of father, son, yeah. and what can a father do for his son? Yes. It's just one, it's just those little And if words. even Jesus needed it, if even Jesus needed... So that's your loyalty. There's a loyal, there's a loyal father. There's a father who's still remaining, that he's there for you. He's there for you, like a backbone. Yeah. And he's loyal. The loyalty thing is just, if you don't see them from one end of the year to the other, that you know that the minute you do meet them, because we're all in different places, but they're there. Than there. I get into trouble sometimes. Do you see your loyal friends regularly? That's no, a question. Well, like I, I be very vocal too. If I hear somebody being unjust to somebody else or speaking out of turn about somebody, that I wouldn't have that experience about or that. Like the Rohingya, like the Rohingya people in yeah, Myanmar. northern Myanmar. I would like that be kind ver- of thing. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the displacement so of a them. A bit, bit more f- relatable for me. The treatment more. of women in the Yemen. 
little bit the treatment of fishermen on the market. Are you just talking about Audrey? No, I'm just talking. No, other people. I'm just saying, if somebody is wrong, somebody in front of me, and I don't agree with them, I very vocally stand up about it, and I get myself into a little bit of trouble sometimes because, and I, I, I call people out on stuff, and I maybe I shouldn't, but I think it's important to, I think. I think it's good for you as a person to have loyalty inside of you. When I was hopping on the plane to go to over to Freddie to to, for, to to bring Freddie home, a friend of mine just three hours before that said, I'm, I'll fly out of this airport. And he wasn't even in Ireland. He says, I'm going to Copenhagen with you. You're not going over on your own. I says, what are you on about? He says, I'm flying out now. I'm flying here. I'll see you there. I'll be in Denmark tonight. That's loyalty. That's love. Yeah, that's, that's love. Yeah, yeah but so lo- yeah, but loyalty and love are very similar things. If somebody is a loyal, they friend, both have the same first two letters. L O. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? So why are you sneering at? What are you sneering Fucking at? Fucking sneer and shop. I mean, the, sec- the third letter is almost the same. We it's were in a, a beautiful place there, and you're sneering. You're a sneery tramp. You sneer. He's, he's loyalty. He's the one that's sneering. Can you imagine that? And I was happening on the plane. That's yes. love. That's ha- love I was, and I was respect. Was happening on the plane and. and got to Denmark and there he turned up. But like loyalty and love should be cherished because each of them is fundamental to each other. And I'll leave you with again, that. Again, no, 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 just go no, with it. it no, go with it. You if make about as much no, sense as Bono hey, does if you're flicking on Instagram, If you're flicking on Instagram now, you go, oh, save, I must follow that person. Just fucking go with it. Loyalty. Yeah, but I always like... I love a loyalist. I love so loyalist sometimes people. sometimes that I get... Don't get confused. Well, you, you confuse when every time me. you go on Instagram, and I know you like this, when you're flicking away on Instagram, always remember this. You'll see somebody going, oh, don't do this. Don't, and you go, oh, follow that person because it gives them a word of wisdom. There's 10,000 programmers looking at you, what you're doing in Silicon Valley, and they know everything about you. Everything. So never flick. Get off the fucking shit and listen to people around you who are wise and loyal. Never say, that to, never say that to a woman. And never say well, that to me. Never flick. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. God bless. Good luck and goodbye. Stay loyal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.